Hi, everybody. Welcome to Don't Ignore the Nudge. This is the place where you get to hear extraordinary stories of ordinary people and how God has nudged them to either do something or not do something in their life and what happened because of it. My name is Corey Freeman, and I just wanted to get these stories out there. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So let's get started. Well, I want you to also tell, (laughs) I want you to tell the story about when you were on the walk, because I know that's a real, that's sort of a quick story. And then we'll talk about the ring. And then I think I'm going to do an episode two with the other story we have, but how about telling us the story about when you were on a walk? Okay. So when we lived in Oklahoma, a bunch of us from the church, we get together every night and we would walk four miles every night. And I speed walked, so I'd always walk ahead of everyone. Well, we were on our way back one night. It was about 10 o'clock or so. And I'm walking past this house, and this old lady comes out, and she gets this plant, hanging plant off, and goes in the house, turns the porch light off, shuts the door. And the Lord speaks to my heart, and he goes, go back and tell her I love her. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Lord, I can't do that. That can't be the Lord telling me that, because that's going to scare that lady. She's already going to bed. She turned her light off go back and tell her I love her. No, better not do that. You know, I'm having this conversation in my mind. Can't be the Lord. Third time, go back and tell her I love her. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I turn around, I'm running back up the hill. I run past the other group and they're like, what are you doing? I said, I got to go do something. Be right back. So I run up there. I knock on the door. The lady comes to the door and I said, excuse me, ma'am, but I said, we walked past here about every night. And I said, I just, Whenever I walked past and saw you, the Lord spoke to my heart and told me to come back and tell you that he loves you. And I said, I wasn't going to do it because, you know, I thought you'd already turned the light off. I said that he loves you so much that he told me three times he would not let me go. So I just got to tell you, Jesus loves you so much. And she just started crying and she said, oh, honey, today was my birthday and I'm all alone. And I said, you are not all alone because Jesus is right here with you. And I was like, thank you, Lord. I'm so thankful that I listened to that voice. Mm -hmm. So just the simplest little things. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it is the simplest things. And sometimes it's, you know, things like that are on a daily basis or multiple times a day or week, you know, depends. But people just think, oh, you know, is it? you know, does real does God really talk to us? Does he really impre- like impress upon us to do something? It's like, yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Okay. So he I want my sheep. He said, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they'll not follow. And I call my own sheep by name. So yeah. yes. Very true. Okay. And then if you can share your ring story you shared with me. Okay. So um, I feel like I, I, I could go on because you and I've talked a couple of times now and I have like a list. I could probably go, okay, now tell me about this. Now tell me about that. So oh my right gosh, now, tell, so me, tell me about the ring. Okay. So after my last divorce, I decided that never again, Jesus is my husband. He's the best husband I could ever have. So I decided I wanted to get a wedding ring made from to, to represent, you know, being married to the Lord. So I pull into this jewelry store, never been in there before, but I heard that they make jewelry. So I just went in there and I said, could you make me a ring? I want it to be gold um, because the streets in heaven are gold. I want it to have a pearl because the gates are pearl. I want the 12 
gems, you know, the 12 layers of the wall. I want those to be in the ring. And I want it to be in the shape of a dove because that represents the Holy Spirit. So it's my heaven ring. And so he said, well, I'll see what I can do. Well, so we, you know, contacted back and forth. He decided he couldn't use those stones that the gates are made or the walls are made of because they're soft gems or whatever, and it would never work in a ring. And couldn't do this, couldn't do that. And he's like, so, well, we'll see what you can do. And he goes, okay, well, I'll work on it. Well, like six months later, two weeks before Christmas, I'm a single mom, <laughs> laid off. And I'm just like, yeah, I get a phone call from this guy. And he goes, hey, Priscilla, finally got your ring done. And like, it is furthest thing from my mind because it's been like six months. I'm thinking, is he ever going to get it done? So, but I forgot the, the most important thing. Whenever I left the jewelry store that day and told him what I wanted, as I'm pulling out of the parking lot, I said, okay, Lord, this ring is my wedding ring from you. And I just asked that you help me to be able to pay for it. And so he calls me two weeks before Christmas. And we all know what that's like, especially being a single mom. So he tells me my ring's done to come down and check it out. And I'm like, well, how much is it? Well, come down and see if you like it first. Try it on. And then we'll, you know, we'll talk about the price. And so I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I don't have the money to pay for this ring now. You know, my mind's going 50 different directions. Maybe he'll let me pay it out. Maybe I can pay him $50 down, blah, blah, blah. And so I get down to the jewelry store and walk in, try the ring on. Absolutely beautiful. Loved it fit perfect. It was gold in the shape of a dove sprayed with diamonds. I mean, just beautiful. And I said, I love it, but how much is it? And he goes, you know, when I was making this ring, I really felt the Lord was speaking to my heart. And he said that this ring was from him and not to charge you. So there will be no charge today. And I was like, oh my oh God, my thank gosh. you, Jesus. You really did supply my ring. He is my husband. And I've wore it every day since, and it is amazing. <laughs> mm, I would love to see it. I, I'd love to see a picture of it at some point. That'd be fun. I could share I it with have, everybody. Yep. I will have my daughter take a picture with her phone and text it to you. Okay. That and, sounds um, good. Yep. yep. That's amazing. That. So, and then I want, I don't know where you want to start this story, but I think that the third story I'd like you to share as far as nudges is to do with the house and the, all that, that went on there. So oh, okay, I'll let you share that. And then we can uh, at least wrap this part up. I got a feeling in the future, in the next few weeks or months, it's going to be like, okay, time to have Priscilla on another. Because <laughs> you have a few that we haven't even gotten to. Because you know, oh, yeah. when you're living life for the Lord, a lot of times these things happen a lot and some big, some small and, you know, and, and also, I don't know if you know this Priscilla, but it's almost like, I think you'd probably need a few vol- volumes, but I actually offer a, what I call a nudge journal on, uh, I've never, I don't know, I think I've ever said this, but on the don'tignorethenudge.com, I actually offer a little nudge journal that people can keep track of their nudges and stories. And so it's almost like a little journal to keep track of how God is. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's pretty neat. I like it. (laughs) But anyway, you probably fill up a few volumes in the first few years of life. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'll let you you share the story that how you see fit. Okay. All right. So I rented this house and my mom, 
my brother had passed away. And so my, my mom wanted to move in with me for a while and leave her house because my brother lived with her. And so I rented this house to where it had a one bedroom, one bath, kitchen, living room, downstairs. And then upstairs was a three bedroom, two bath, kitchen, living room and everything. And so my mom could stay downstairs and she could babysit for me while I went to work. So when I moved into this house, I'd never had renter's insurance. And so I just felt this in my heart. The Lord was like speaking to my heart that the house was going to burn and that I needed to get renter's insurance. I thought, that's just weird. So I called one of my best friends, an insurance agent, and I called her and I said, you know, Cindy, I really feel like the Lord is telling me that my house is going to burn and I need to get renter's insurance. And she's like, well, I hope your house doesn't ever burn, but you really do need insurance. And I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. So I take this renter insurance out. And so we're a year down the road and nothing happened. And so I found some black mold in my house and um, we'd had some issues. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we need to move. We've got to get out of this house. So I tell my landlord, you know, I'm moving because there's black mold and So I start looking for a place and I was working full time and, you know, single mom and, and Nathan was, let's see, Jaya was like seven at the time. Yeah. And so Nathan was what, like 16, 17. And so I'm working, coming home, trying to pack, trying to find a place, called about movers. It was going to cost me a thousand dollars just to get movers to move my heavy stuff. I had a balloon note coming due for 20000 that I was going to have to pay. And I'm thinking, how am I going to pay this? And I can't pay that and I can't get the movers. And then I had boxes everywhere in my house. And I was just, that night I walked at the end of my kitchen and I had this door that went out into the garage and it had a window in it. And I was looking out in the garage and I'm like, man, Lord, what am I going to do with all this stuff in the garage? Because it's like stuff that you really don't want to get rid of. You know, you've had it for years, but you might use it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, so I go in there and I get the kids to bed and I just hit my knees and I put in that Shirley Murdoch song, It's In Your Hands. That is an amazing song. And I was just crying and praying. I said, Lord, it's in your hands. I give you my movers. I give you my balloon note. I give you my garage. And Lord, I'm just asking that you give me rest because I'm so tired right now. And I just I'm just tired, Lord, and I just need to know what to do. And I need a home. And so I got done praying and I crawled up in the bed and I felt like I was going to die that night, like really strong. And I wasn't scared. I just thought the Lord, he's just going to call me home tonight. So I start talking to the kids, you know, like, you know, if anything would ever happen to mommy, that you're not, don't be sad because you know that I'm going to be with Jesus and I'll get to be with Brandon again. And you know, and you'll be okay. And, and I just don't want you to be sitting there like, mom, shut up. You're scared. I said, well, I'm not, don't want to scare you. You know, I just want to let you know, don't you ever be sad. And, uh, you know, just having that talk. Cause I really thought I was going to die that night, mm-hmm. but I wasn't sick. You know, I just had this feeling. So I go to sleep and all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I hear my mom screaming, Priscilla, get up. Well, my mom, instead of staying downstairs that night, She stayed upstairs. All I can tell you is it was Jesus. She stayed in my son's room and she had gotten up in the middle of the night and was sick. She went, when she went to the bathroom, she thought to throw up, she heard this crash and she thought, oh my gosh, somebody's broke into the house. So she walks down 
through the kitchen and she sees this light coming out of the window that goes into the garage. And whenever she got closer, she realized it wasn't a light. It was on fire. And all of a sudden, the smoke just starts coming. And the garage is up in flames. And she's screaming at me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I'm yelling at the kids, come on, get up, get out of bed. We got to get out of here. The house is on fire. And I have to help Nathan, you know, because he can't move real fast. And Jay is running out the door. And and we get out, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Brandon's pictures. That's all I got left of him. So I'm in there trying to find him. My sister started packing for me that day, put him up. Can't find his pictures. And that, the smoke is terrible. Finally get out of the house. The fire trucks pull up. And we had to go, like, I had an acre and a half out there, and we had to go way down because the smoke was that bad. The a fire chief said that it was the worst smoke damage he had ever seen in his career. Mm. Mom would have stayed in her house downstairs. She would have died because the smoke came from the garage, went down the fireplace chimney, and my mom's house was terrible. So your mom, your mom would have been in that room that had all the smoke inhalation. She would have had smoke inhalation, and she would have never made it up the stairs. She had to come up the stairs inside to get to us. And so we are on our way out to my. They get the fire out and everything, and we're going out to my sister's house. And I had to pull over for Jaya to keep throwing up because she was that scared. Mm. And Nathan looks at me and he goes, Mom, why did Grandma have to wake us up? I said, Nathan, do you not realize if Grandma wouldn't have woke us up, we would have burned up in that house? And he goes, but Mom, we would all be with Jesus together. Mm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. I, I said, it just wasn't our time. So let me tell you what happened. So. My son, I got to back up and tell you this too, because I didn't tell you this part, Corey. So my son has this General Lee car. I bought it for him when he was 10 years old. It took us years and years to restore it. It just got restored. Okay. Just got restored. And so, no, what am I? Yeah. I was trying to think how, yep. Okay. So whenever it got restored, the headliner in my garage was missing. So Somebody had taken the headliner. I'm like, why would somebody steal the headliner? So I told the interior shop, I said, you know what? I'm going to order another headliner. When it comes in, I'll bring the car back to you. And this car is worth a lot of money. It's a General Lee. Okay, original. So the headliner came in that day. I take the General Lee to the upholstery shop and drop it off. All right. It would have been in the garage. It would have burned up. Okay. That's why the headliner was gone. I know the Lord took that headliner out of there. One more thing. Earlier that day, I thought I was moving. I had boxes everywhere. And so I thought, I'm going to call and cancel that renter's insurance. I never needed it anyways. I got the bill in the mail. And if I cancel it right now, I'll get a refund. So I pick up the phone to call to cancel the insurance. About the time I picked the phone up, my neighbor watched in. Gets my mind off of that. So I never called. The Lord didn't allow me to cancel it. Mm. He is so amazing. He always goes before us and prepares the way. So I get out to my sisters. The next morning, I call my insurance company. Okay, this is what happened. I ended up getting $75,000 out of the renter's insurance. That's how much stuff got destroyed. I paid the balloon note. I prayed that night. I said, Lord, I give you my balloon note. It's in your hands. It was paid. Lord, I give you my movers. What they could spare, they came in, they got, they sent in a moving, co- whatever, the cleaning company. They came in, got all of my stuff, 
cleaned it, stored it, packed up my house. Everything did not burn. A lot of stuff, you know, mostly in the garage, stuff I didn't want burned. The Lord just got rid of junk for me. (laughs) Okay. Mm. And so I got my movers. They put me up at the Marriott Residence Inn, a two-bedroom, like, little mini suite thing with a kitchenette. They cooked my supper every night. I had my breakfast cooked every morning. It was right around the corner from my work. I got my rest. Mm. So the Lord took care of my balloon note. He took care of my movers. I had a home within no time, and I got my rest. Everything that I put into his hands that night because his ways aren't our ways. Neither are his thoughts ours, but they're much higher. So what people would have thought was for the bad, he turned it around for the good. And he answered every prayer I prayed that night. That's amazing. I wanted to make sure everybody heard that story too, because there's so many different layers on that one too. It's just so much. And to have your mom not be downstairs, the car not be there, mm-hmm. you know, everything be all packed up so you could move it, you know, the stuff that was saved. And it's pretty remarkable. Yes. Now, and I, I know that, my, what's that? I said, and I did get Brandon's pictures. They were fine. So. Mm. <laughs> That's all I cared about. Yeah, I know. I, I've had friends that have lost their houses and the thing that still hurts was some of the ornaments that the kids had made with pictures. They were in the attic, so they didn't get saved. But all the other, you know, they were throwing the photo albums into their uh, van as they evacuated. But now oh, when yes. the next question is a loaded question, but I always ask it to everybody. <laughs> and in your case, it's not the last time I'm going to probably ask it because I'll probably ask it on the next episode, too, or the next time we get together. But when you look back on how many nudges and urgings from the Holy Spirit you've had, not just the providence of God, you know, providing that, you know, Brandon's car's not in the garage. I mean, Nathan's car's not in the garage. And all of those, you know, just providing above and beyond what we ever, you know, deserve kind of thing. But when you're looking at actual nudges where God, you know, told you to talk to the lady on the walk and told the guy, you know, the Lord told him to, you know, give it to you for free and just all the different parts of your salvation story. When you think of the nudges of the Lord, how does that impact your life? Oh my goodness. I know it's a loaded question. (laughs) How is it? Or how has it impacted your life? You know, a lot of times I just sit and I think, Lord, why me? Because, you know, you feel so unworthy. Mm-hmm. And especially with my past and the things that I've done, I'm just like, you know, why would you love me so much? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times, the reason why I've had so many of the nudges and so many miracles and the things that he's done for me is because it's the, he knew the road that I was going to go down. And I had to have that. I had to get diagnosed with breast cancer and see his healing power in order to know you know, that he was going to be my healer. I know that he's the deliverer because he delivered me. I know that he can raise the dead because he brought my, you know, Nathan back when he was overdosed. I know all of these things. And I think he shows us those to build our faith, to live the lives that we live. And, you know, Corey, I wouldn't change one thing. 
I've gone down a lot of hard roads, but every one of those roads have drawn me closer to the Lord. I've got to experience so much of His power and feel His love so much. I mean, He holds me at night. He wakes me up in the morning. He's just amazing. I just wish everyone out there would just open up and let the Lord come in and be Lord of their life and just see what an amazing God we serve. Because the world that we live in, I mean, it's it's scary for a lot of people right now. You know, we got a lot of things going on. But what they need to do is if we keep our mind stayed upon Him, He will keep us in perfect peace. Mm-hmm. And if we look at Him and not the storm like Peter did, we will never sink. And if we just, my favorite scripture of all time, he gave it to me right after Brandon drowned. I have eagles all over my house, like in pictures and what I love eagles because he gave me Isaiah forty thirty one. Mm. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And, you know, we an eagle is the only fowl that has the ability to soar above the storm. When a storm comes in, all the other birds seek shelter. But an eagle will rise above the storm, and it does not even have to work because the currents of the storm carry it. So it soars above the storm with no effort at all. And so every storm in our life, if we will just wait upon the Lord, He literally will carry us above that storm. Mm. He's so amazing. I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end this episode. Um, I, I, I'm not going to add to that. That's just perfect the way it is. But um, I am going to thank you for being on. Um, You've been such a blessing and I haven't even known you. I've known of you since 2015, so seven years ago when Jerry played that message on his phone to me, but to have the reconnection and have you blessing me and so many people, all the people that were going to listen to this episode and just be blessed because of you. I just can't say thank you enough. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Well, everybody who's listening This episode is not going to be on the private Facebook group. It is only going to be on the podcast that you're listening to this on. So that is why if you're looking for it, you cannot find it. It's just the audio. And I'm thankful for you being here. And until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Mm